Hey there, hi there, ho there, ladies, gentlemen, and uh, lamos. This week we're talking about zero purchase. I would just like to add that every time we do an intro, Taylor does the same exact thing where she puts her hands on her head. It's like, hey there, hi there, hi there. And then it never works the first time we start recording. So she'll like do it halfway through. She's like, wait, it never works the first time. <laughs> I forget and then I get ready. And then I'm like, wait, it doesn't even matter. I can say anything I want the first time around and it won't matter because it's not going to make the cut. Oh my God. But if you didn't hear that tiny baby whispering, we're talking about Sierra Burgess is a loser. Netflix's newest rom-com. It seems as though it just came out a month after to all the boys I've lived before. Mm -hmm. This this sounds, it sounds as if Netflix is going the romantic comedy route, which I don't think I'm okay with. Uh, I don't mind rom-coms. Like every once in a while. I, I, you know, they're fun. I'm a Pisces. I'm a Gemini. When they're not that I changed special, my mind. <laughs> it's kind of like both. This is not to do a comparison. The reason we're saying like, oh, it just came out after to all the boys I've loved before. It's because Noah Centineo is showing up everywhere. I mean, it's fine. I'm not mad. He was better in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like in the last, when we did um, to all the Froyo boys, I was like, <laughs> what? I, I, I've said this a million times. I'm not a big fan of these movies, but I thought this movie was, it, it, it wasn't that bad. It, it was, it, it was okay. I liked it, but as always, the internet is triggered. By the smallest things. Oh, no, really dumb things. I mean, there is some of it I understand, but the annoyance, but also I'm like, it's a movie. If we take out every single little thing that everybody finds offensive, every movie would be rated G. Yeah, and they're like, well, that doesn't happen in real life. I'm like, sweetie, you're going to the movies to escape real life? Hello? Oh, my God. The big It's aspect, not a documentary, people. Yeah, basically, let me, let me just give a little synopsis before I get into the controversy, because I feel like you need to know what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it stars our girl, Shannon Curser, who played Barb in Stranger Things, and also she was in... Riverdale as Ethel something. I saw Stranger Things. Justice mm-hmm. for Barb. I mean, who who even cares anymore? I was Barb for Halloween two years ago. Ooh, I was 11 for Halloween two years ago. Ooh, we love someone who's topical. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I was talking about before this podcast happens, I really hope that Shannon, I forgot her name for a second. See, that's that's so bad. I thought her name was Sharon for a really long time. <laughs> I knew her last name was Purser, but for some reason, Shannon just didn't stick with me. Mm-hmm. She doesn't look like a Shannon to me. But um, I hope she doesn't fall into this trap of being the same character over and over and over. Because that's what it seems like. Mm-hmm. She seems as the character who is not confident in herself. She's not the most popular. She's not the prettiest. From what I'm guessing, every single character she's played has been like that. I didn't see her in Riverdale, but I did see her in Stranger Things. And the two characters are... If you would have taken Barb out of Stranger Things, kept her alive, and then just evaluated her character more, this would have seemed like Barb. If we were into the 21st century, mm-hmm. here we go. She was in the 21st century. Don't know why I said that. <laughs> well, no. It would have been the 20th century. 80s. Yeah, the I 80s. Was okay. <laughs> it's okay, Taylor. It's okay. Hi, I'm a history major. <laughs> but um, yeah, like she basically plays the same character over and over again. And I feel like she has so much potential. So I really hope they don't keep her in that box and well, keep her type. We do that. say that she has so much potential, but we haven't seen her in so much potential. So she feel she? like she has potential. We have an instinct, but we don't know. She could be in this action, dramatic role and just 
suck. <laughs> she's good at the role she plays. Mm-hmm. I just want to see more from her. Yes. I want to see something different. I want to see something challenging. Like, don't let her play the same character over and over. We get it. Like, you're not society's version of beauty. beauty. Quotations. But, that, but, I mean, girl, she still looks good. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not even ugly. They just make her look busted in all these movies, but she's not ugly IRL. I was just hoping that this movie would kind of cast her as just a regular girl. And in mm-hmm. some ways they did, but she also did it with the three popular girls who were like, maybe you should take diet pills. Yeah, and this is another uh, case of unrealistically bold high schoolers. Mm-hmm. I feel like no one says that kind of stuff. I was watching a Clever News. I think it was a Clever News video earlier. We love Clever News. Mm-hmm. Sponsor us. Yeah, this week's podcast is sponsored by. No. <laughs> but they were, and one of the comments said, this relates to the controversy that I said we'll get into in a minute. It was like, well, they're just portraying real life. Like the way those girls are talking, that's real life. I'm like, maybe I just had a really good high school experience. I guarantee no you. one came up to me and was like that. I guarantee you people do it behind their backs. Mm-hmm. But never to their face yeah it's so unrealistic and I feel as though people today I don't know how people were back in 20th century or whatever. I mean I know this is in 21st century but I don't know if we're in a different time where people aren't are very afraid to confront people maybe technology is something I was gonna say that Maybe we're used to hiding behind our computers even on computers I'm afraid to get into like controversy I just like keep it to myself Mm-hmm. It's not my business. Like, I don't care. Like, but 90% of people, I just, I don't care. I did like, though, when people would bully um, Sierra. I mean, she wasn't bull. I mean, she was bullied. It was she was picked on. She bullied. was picked on. But she didn't care. She no. did not care at all what these people said. And I actually really liked that. She was... She was a cool character. Yeah, just to like jump back into this whole synopsis thing before we get too deep. Um, <laughs> Which we always do. Sierra Burgess, she's in high school. She's a senior. She's mm-hmm. trying to get into, you know, those good schools, NYU and everything. She comes from a really supportive household. Her mom is very, have self-esteem, rah, rah, rah. And her dad is like a famous author. But we, but we don't know how famous. I don't think he's... Like Stephen King famous, no. But I think he may be like locally famous. What kind of books does he write? I'm not really sure. They don't really touch on her dad that much. See, that's what I want. I want a spinoff on her dad. How yeah. did he get here? They talk about how um, he is like a famous author, and how Sierra should use that her angle. dad's status to get her into these good schools. Mm-hmm. But they never really talk about her dad that much but from what i can tell she has a good home life Mm -hmm. her parents might be a a little especially her mom might be a little naive to how self-esteem works but they're not horrible parents they're very loving not at all they care about her and she's going to school doing her thing with her best friend (sighs) dan who i absolutely love i think that actor who plays him i'm gonna look him up actually because he plays earl from me earl and the dying girl I think it was the best part of this movie. I love him. I think he's so funny. I just can never remember the actor's name. So, Ray J. Ray J. What? Ray J. Ray J. Kim Kardashian? No. (laughs) (laughs) RJ. Kyler? Okay. Siler? Kyler? I don't know. He's really funny. 
He is really funny. And it's just, it's funny without trying to be funny. Yeah, but she's doing her whole high school thing. She's a band geek. She plays the flute. This was what had me feeling personally attacked because I was like, what was this mean? What? Mm-hmm. It made me feel old. Popular girl comes up and it's like, yeah, you're fat and ugly. <laughs> I'm pretty. We have the typical three popular girls. There's the head of the popular group, mm-hmm. head of the clique. They stroll through the high school halls, like standing beside each other. It's so typically high school that it's yeah. it's not typical. Mm-hmm. It's so typical that it's not typical. It's not like it's so cliche to movies like this. There's always the queen bee. I genuinely want to know if there's a high school like this out there. I mean, there were definitely, this is me speaking from my high school experience, there were definitely popular people, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a super, it wasn't like a super exclusive group. It was pretty big. It wasn't like just three girls. Like, mm-hmm. it was like a big group. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they weren't like everyone's central focus. No, nobody cared. Nobody cared. Like, people knew that they were quote-unquote popular but nobody was worried about them yeah the head of the clique veronica she would always talk about oh you want to be my friend and sierra's mm-hmm. like i actually don't want to be your friend she's like twenty-two thousand followers on instagram and i'm not following anyone you don't want to be my friend she followed mm-hmm. and unfollowed clearly mm-hmm. like, that's the only way she would have that yeah money. i knew some oh sorry i just kicked you I knew somebody in high school who kept doing that to me over and over again. Eventually, we just, like, kept following, unfollowing, following, unfollowing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love not having social media. I get on it, but I don't post or anything. I'll occasionally tweet if there's, like, something going on, like, to speak my mind. But on Instagram, I haven't posted in probably five, six months. Katie's going to be my social media manager. If I can't be my old, <laughs> own social media manager, what makes me think that I can be yours? She's going to run my private Twitter okay (laughs) but with no except for me following Mm -hmm. and the carson uh podcast twitter don't look it up please (laughs) i don't want anyone to that's okay we'll just reject yeah i just feel like sorry sorry about it but um there's like there's literally no content to see like Mm -hmm. there's nothing there yeah so she's living her life she posts this ad in the like school bulletin board thing and it's a tutoring ad because she wants to, you know, get some more extracurriculars, make herself seem more likable for colleges. I don't understand. She, I, you know, I'm not going to Stanford anytime soon. Never going to in my life. Not qualified. So do you actually need this kind of presence to get into Stanford? I'm sure it helps. Like, obviously, grades are a big thing mm-hmm. if you want to go to a school like that. But... I mean, I didn't even apply to, like, super, super nice, crazy schools. I applied to, like, state schools. Mm-hmm. And, like, they still had all of these sections for extracurriculars. Well, my thing was is that she would say, I almost got a perfect score my SAT, which already sounds pretty good for Stanford. She gets straight A's. She's a pretty good writer and all that. And she tutors. And the guidance counselor was, like, so rude to her. She mm-hmm. said, and you think that's going to get you somewhere? But here's the thing. She's applying to Stanford and NYU. All the other kids applying there have those perfect scores. You have mm-hmm. to have your thing that sets you apart. She does speak, like, three languages. You would think that's something. I don't know. I, I don't live in Stanford world. Yeah, the guidance, Nor will com- I ever. The guidance counselor said, um, everybody speaks Mandarin. It's like, I don't. Not I. <laughs> Not I. But, um, yeah, so she's doing this whole tutoring gig trying to, you know, do something. Mm-hmm. And Veronica goes up, rips the ad, 
with all the phone numbers and shoves it in her bag. And I think she did that on purpose because she knew she moronica. Moronica. I think she, like, ripped it to look like, oh, like, <laughs> she thinks she's going to do this in front of her friends. But actually, she needed that number because homegirl was struggling. Ooh, conspiracy. T. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so they, the Veronica click goes well, to this diner. What I, didn't she get dumped by Spence? I don't know if his actual name was Spencer and yeah. they're just calling him Spence. I named Spence. Didn't she get dumped by him right after the whole, like, fiasco went down with, what's his face, Jamie texting, I can't remember any of their names, Jamie texting uh, Sierra. So does she really care at this point if she needs tutoring? I think she knew she was dumped. Think about her home life for a minute. Oh. Her two sisters, Veronica, Veronica. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the first time that they called her that. Yeah. Well, okay, conspiracy. Yeah, so she goes to this diner with her gal pals, and Jamie, aka Noah Sintahu, Sintahu, we're going to call him Sintahu, Sintahu, rolls up and is like, hey, hi, hey, 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 hi, hi. He's supposed to be this nerdy jock, jock, which I don't really see that. Honestly, Man Crush Monday. Like, in this movie, oh, yeah. just saying. Because I did not have any feelings for him whatsoever Mm-mm. into all the boys I love before. Because he was that typical jock. Now mm-hmm. he's the, I'm not just a regular jock. I'm a nerdy jock. We love a weirdo. <laughs> and his two friends. Who I thought one of them was Flash from Spider-Man Homecoming. I mean, I thought he looked familiar. I just kept looking at him. And that accident, whoa. Yeah, and then he spoke. And I realized how tall he was. I'm like, that is not him. But basically, Jamie is trying to be bold and get this girl's number. He goes to a different school. She's yeah. like, oh, you want my number? 555-1234, whatever. And it's Sierra's number. Ooh. Apparently, all their numbers begin with 555. That's the typical... Gotta get a fake number. Movie number. Yeah. Five, five, five. Five, 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 five. So then Jamie's like, good Texas girl. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna show her who I really am. The real me. He's like, get this beautiful girl. I'm gonna show her. And then he's texting Sierra. And Sierra's like not shook whatsoever. She gets this picture of this random boy texting her. And she's like, well, I guess I should just start texting him. If that was me, I'd be like... Mm. I'd be like, sorry, wrong number. <laughs> yeah. Even her, even Dan was like, he could be a rapist. He could be, what was he say, like a kidnapper? Something like that. Like, And then he said he could be a kidnapper race, rapist. But I mean, at least he's cute. Yeah. But yeah, they start sending each other all these animal texts. I, mean, I think it's, it's kind of cute. It's kind of cute. And he's got that Google Pixel phone or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it. I'm dead. Neither of them have an iPhone. The only one that has an iPhone is Veronica, and she has, like, an iPhone 6 because the headphone jack's still there. Sierra has one. Does she? she? Yeah, she has an iPhone. It's, like, 7. Oh, maybe I'm an idiot. No, I saw it was It was an iPhone. I just... I know my iPhones. Okay. I have a, a 6S. My, um... Okay, extinct, I just seen. We get it. <laughs> my extinct success. Hold on. I'm trying to find my, um, my notes for this. I wrote four notes, and I'm pretty sure I already went through all of them. Oh, um... But yeah, that's basically the whole premise of the movie. She texts him, and then she has Veronica. Oh my god, typical. They team up. They start becoming best friends. Which, I, that was the part that I found to be not unexpected, but how quickly they became friends. Yeah, it was very... It was zero from 100 real quick. Apparently, Sierra comes and see her, her true home life with Chrissy mm-hmm. Metz as her mother. I don't care who 
like what kind of personality she is i would <laughs> i almost what? ripped my whole cartilage off oh my, oh my god <laughs> well i was gonna say i don't care what kind of personality christy metz has i would love her as a mother that woman is just she's everything from she's everything but um she yeah Veronica has this, like, super messed up home life, which I'm sure we'll touch on at some point. Anyway, let's get into, like, the actual review instead of this, like, synopsis, because we're hitting 17 minutes. So this movie, I didn't hate it. I liked it. I liked it. I mean, Surprisingly. I may, maybe one day I'll go back to it and watch it again just to see, like, from a... Because sometimes I'm in a romantic comedy mood. And, yeah, there's other films I could watch. Maybe I just want to watch this one. I'm just like... Watching Stranger Things 3, I'm like, man, I really miss Barb. Just go back to this movie. It is Barb in 21st century. She she time traveled. She said, hoi. Hoi. This body is always in the mood for a rom-com. Honestly, this lonely, decrepit soul. I, they're just not my thing. Not my thing. But, you know, Pisces. I, but it was pretty good. And it just... Something about To All the Boys I've Loved Before. It's so critically acclaimed, but it's just not for me. I think it's beautiful cinematically. Like, it's pretty shots. Mm -hmm. Really beautiful. But it was just lacking in substance. But the thing is, it's Rotten Tomatoes. The critic score is about the same. It's like 62. Mm -hmm. But the audience score for Sierra Burgess is way lower. I wonder why. I don't know. Probably because it's not... Pretty people on the screen 24-7. Mm-hmm. And I use pretty in air quotes, not like... They're all beautiful. Yeah. Dan is the most beautiful. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> Heart and soul. Heart and soul of this whole movie. Honestly, he was my favorite of this entire movie. You know an aspect that I liked that they included in mm-hmm. this? So, we're introduced to Jamie and his friends. can't remember their names to save my life. I think they only say them one time. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're not cute like Jamie. They're, like, more on the weird, goofy, nerdy side. We only see his friends in maybe, like, three scenes. Mm -hmm. And they're such minor characters, but it makes sense because in high school, Jamie is dating who he thinks is Veronica. Yeah. He drops his friends. He does? Basically. Oh. See, I didn't even notice. His friends, like, aren't really in his life that much they're only in a few scenes see i didn't even notice that because they were in a few scenes and they really focused on the friendship falling apart between dan and sierra which of course it means at the end like mm-hmm. all like all romantic comedies things must come to an happy ending which the ending oh i got some things to say about the ending well before that i really liked how jamie had a deaf brother at first, I was like, okay, what does this have to do with the story? This obviously has to do something with the story. They're not just going to put this character in without it progressing in some way. And, it's, and it becomes a really funny scene when Noah and Noah, did I say, was Dan? I don't know why I think his character's name is Noah. Dan. Sort it out. Dan and Sierra are picking up trash for their college applications because it looks really good. Mm-hmm. And Sierra sees Jamie and her his brother, and they're playing Frisbee or whatever, football. And Dan's like, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to show you. You're going to introduce yourself as the real Veronica. And she pretends to be deaf. 
Because she doesn't want to speak to Which him. Which is so cringy and terrible. It's so cringy. Because she just, like, starts throwing up random, like, not even actual signs. And he's like, your name is... Pizza? <laughs> I can't say it. Pizza? Yeah. But it was actually... It was still funny, though, of how awkward it was. And I think Dan being there made it more funny. And a lot of people were upset, actually, about that death joke. Of course, like, everybody's it's not okay upset. To pretend to be deaf, but I'm like, it's a scene of comedy. Like, relax. People need. I wish that if they were down. done that, I like that they casted an actual deaf actor to play his little brother. Liked that, uh-huh. but because we like representation. The thing that I don't get: why include him if it's such a minor part? I think it's trying to show Jamie as this down to earth kind as of guy, sweetie baby. Yeah, maybe his home life isn't the best either. He's got this deaf brother. He's, he's like, gotta deal with this guy. I don't know. I, I think that's what they're trying to go for, is trying to make him the down-to-earth type of guy. Because he is a very good-looking guy. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to make him just have a really good personality and not just a jock. But were there... Here's the thing. I think if you would have removed the little brother from it, the way he communicates with Sierra slash Veronica exhibits that sweetie baby behavior. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, he wasn't necessary. And that's not me saying, I want this actor cut from the movie. I'm just saying, if you're going to work that into the plot, make it a bigger deal. Yeah. But also I'm like, that's everyday life. Like his whole life shouldn't be, I have a deaf brother. That is very true. Because what I found interesting was... They're playing video games, and he's on the phone with Sierra or texting her or whatever. And he's, like, talking, but he's not talking to his brother. It's like, your brother can't hear you. How are you? He keeps saying... He, he's, like, facing the wall, and his brother is trying to, like, look at him, talk, and he's not using sign language or anything. He's like, stop, stop, stop. But the thing is, his brother can't understand him. I think the sign he did was literally the sign for stop. Okay, I couldn't tell. It just seemed like he wasn't doing any sign language. Like, your brother can't tell hello. Last night when we were texting, conversing about this, having our own Sierra Burgess moment. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, I secretly like, thought Taylor was, like, Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. I was, talking I, think, to I was like, hey, Katie, thanks for coming to my tour. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um... No, I'm actually writing a story this week on ASL. So I was like, wow, how fitting. We like how the universe connects our lives in mm. many different ways. I just thought I'd point that out. The only way the universe connects my life is that the internet is really creepy. And I go on Instagram after watching this movie and there's a bunch of stuff about Noah Santa Who and <laughs> Shannon, Shannon Purser. And I'm like, this, this is really creepy. And it shows up on my YouTube too. I'm like, I, did, I didn't request anything on YouTube. Please stop. You know, for a popular girl as Veronica, why is she wearing like a bumpet in her hair? Like that <laughs> has not been in for at least a decade. It's the pageant mom and it's the pageant family. I'm just like, that's not the move. That's probably what her mom requests of her. Like, you gotta wear this. Yeah, but Veronica is dating this college boy, Spence, who is such a greasy white boy. Oh, my God. Yeah, and we don't know if his name... I feel like his name is actually Spencer, but nobody's ever heard him call, called Spencer. So, they're like, is his, his name is Spence. I went to school to get him Spence. I didn't know that was an actual name. thought that was just a shortened version of Spencer. I don't know. He was just gross. He had such a big part in this movie, only for us to see him once. Mm-hmm. He's like 
Veronica, not her sole motivation, but I guess her original motivation for seeking out help from yeah. Sierra. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, she's I like, need to know about philosophy. He called me dumb. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I only get my validation from other people. Teach me stuff. <laughs> I'm dumb. Dumb, dumb. <laughs> and then Spence tells some um, somebody while Shannon, Sierra, I keep calling her Shannon. Sierra <laughs> overhears and he says, I called her dumb. She's going to come running right back at me. And I'm like, do boys think like that? Because if you do, it's that's It's such awful. a stupid plan. Also, ooh, just jumping the gun straight into the ending of this movie, Sierra obviously reveals herself to Jamie mm-hmm. as being the Veronica he thinks he's been talking to this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is while the dude literally has a concussion on the football field. <laughs> She's like, wait, wait, can we talk? He's like, stop. Which happens because physical Veronica, the girl he thinks he's been talking to, a picture of her and Spence is put up on the football field jumbotron saying dumped over DM. Wait, okay, we also have to say that Sierra... Okay, so Veronica got dumped Mm -hmm. and she's like really upset and her and Jamie start talking they like meet and Sierra's not around or anything and they kiss but Sierra doesn't see that um Veronica pulls away yeah and she and so Sierra gets really mad and does this awful thing she posts the picture on her Instagram Mm -hmm. after Veronica confided in her that this had happened because Sierra heard the guy over over she overheard the guy whisper oh like he's gonna like she's gonna run back to me because all they're stupid but she couldn't tell her because she was drunk and like passed mm-hmm. out but yeah so she does all this stuff and what i don't understand is the guy who ends up plugging it into the jumbotron i'm like what what beef did he have with veronica i don't know and then later he tried to ask her out i'm like really people love to take down popular people oh my god I guess that's what it is. Yeah, and I really felt bad for Veronica there. Mm-hmm. How could you not feel bad? And we all kind of, just a just slight bit, we all kind of just hated Sierra a little bit. Even yeah. Dan was like, that's so messed up, Sierra. Mm-hmm. Sierra has this meltdown, which I personally felt was so relevant and just I felt like I had a connection to and actually like started welling up a little. She goes home, slams the door, and tells her mom, you know, with all your BS about self-confidence, whatever, you don't know what it's like to be a teenager in my body. Because her mom was, like, classically pretty. Mm-hmm. She, she's the classic mom that was homecoming queen. or Played by whoever the actress is that plays Katherine Kinnish on Switch to Birth. Mm-hmm. And it was... I love that scene. I thought that was a really good scene. I thought it was real-ish. I mm-hmm. didn't cry. It didn't make me emotional. I don't know why it made me emotional. But it just like, did. I felt it. I was like, yeah, we all know what it's like to be ugly. I didn't cry into all the boys I've loved before, so shows that how emotional. Mm-hmm. To be honest, that movie wasn't even that emotional. I'm just like not I'm not gonna say I'm not a crier. It doesn't take much mm-hmm. to make me cry. I don't know. I it I wasn't so emotionally invested in this character because the whole premise of like cute boy and me texting over the phone mm-hmm. he thinks I'm someone else I couldn't connect with that because that's never happened to me and it never will I don't think it was so much I was emotionally invested into the character it was so much that the point she was trying to make and then after the scene ended I thought back to it and yes she was just 
people get angry at themselves at the moment because she knows she did a terrible thing, but at the same time, she she did do a terrible thing, and she should feel bad for it. She should be punished for it, and we're supposed to feel bad for her because all of a sudden, she's like, I just have no self-confidence in myself. Like, that's supposed to make up for what she did to Veronica. And Jamie's like, I don't really want either of you to talk to me ever again. Which is understandable. Until all the loose ends are tied up in the end, because Veronica's like, you need to give her a second chance. Because... She sent because Sierra wrote a song and sent it to cute song by the way. Veronica, I mean it was a cute song, but I don't understand how Veronica just forgive she forgave her just because I wouldn't. She sent her a song that wasn't about Veronica; it was about her and Jamie. Mm-hmm. It makes you could tell the movie was getting pretty long, and the producers were like, "We got into this at some it's point." Almost two hours long. It's it's a little too hefty. You know, I was rooting for her and Jamie. From the get-go. I was rooting for them, but I didn't like how they got together. Mm-mm. And the whole catfishing thing, if this had happened to IRL, Jamie would never speak to her again. Mm-mm. Like, ever. He probably, maybe for a few months, probably like, man, I, I miss talking to her. But he, then again, he'll probably think, wow, they were really creepy. Mm-hmm. Never. Like, the thing is, it's like, you can't catfish people. He thought he was talking to somebody else. You know what the perfect scenario would be? So, like, they're talking, like, for the first time. He texts her by mistake, but he never mentions Veronica's name. So, she thinks he's actually texting her. And then he says, Veronica, and, you know, they've been texting for a while. And they're like, they they like each other. And then she reveals, oh, I'm not Veronica. And he'll be like, that's I cool. mean, it's the personality that you're talking to. Like, you not fell for her because, obviously, he walked up to Veronica with to the real Veronica, mm-hmm. with the intention of, I want to date you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're falling for the personality of Sierra. Oh, that's the whole point of the movie. Mm-hmm. Looks aren't everything, folks. Sierra's still a beautiful girl. Yeah. If anyone wants to accidentally text me, 615. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah. Just don't catfish us, please. please. I, that's my biggest fear. <laughs> that makes me afraid. I guess, like, touch on some other things. Both of us thought about how um, the opening credit sounds exactly the same as Stranger Things. And the font kind of remind, reminded me of an 80s theme. I don't remember the font that well, but I just remember that music instantly. Yeah. I was it, like, that's very Stranger Things. Yeah. Even Sierra's outfits were very 80s. Yes, with the windbreakers, for sure. Yeah, and the pants. When is the 80s nostalgia craze going to be over? I don't know. I feel like we're, we're actually in a kind of a 90s nostalgia, 80s, 90s. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people take the outfits way too far to the point where, you know, that's not actual what people wore in the 90s. It's like people trying to put 90s vibes into 21st century. It's just not, it's not cute. I think if you're actually buying vintage apparel, it makes sense. But when mm-hmm. you're going to Forever 21, that's what I was purchasing saying. a lime green <laughs> windbreaker. Yeah, I mean, I'll, Forever 21 does have cute stuff, but, man, you can never find stuff in there. It's so messy. I don't like that store. I haven't been in that store in a really long time, so it doesn't It's matter. been years. It's been years. We we get lost in it every time. We, we spend about a year in there just trying to get out. Because it's a hot mess, and it's never organized. And we... <laughs> Almost fell. Employees never know where, to, where anything is. Because I asked them one time, where is the shirt? And they're like, honey, I don't know. You're like, baby girl, no clue. Mm-hmm. They're like, check the floor. 
We are on the floor. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Whoa. Sierra has a turtle. She does. And you know what I thought instantly? What? You remember Drew Monson's turtle? Rodeo Aww. Jones. I was like, Rodeo Jones is making her first film debut. Ooh. I said, ooh, look at my queen. I don't know what the turtle had to do with anything, but it seemed like it had a lot to yeah, do with the whole movie. Yeah, in on that turtle. It's like, okay. What else is happening in my life? You know, speaking of Drew... Garrett <laughs> finally uploaded a YouTube video. Oh, his cleaning up his Ooh, apartment. It was so... I want to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you need to watch it. It's like... he. First of all, he hadn't cleaned... There's a part two. He's really getting to the Shane series. Mm-hmm. There's a part two. And Shane and all his friends are coming over and they're going to give him an intervention. So... He is a hoarder. But like when he did his packing up video with Andrew Sawicki... I really so liked he, it. It was so cute. I love their friendship. His miniatures that he has of that little old lady in the garden. Mm. I love that. I think his house is so cute, but um, it's very disgusting. Mm-hmm. There's spiders everywhere. He had this jacket laying out in his yard or whatever, and he said, I found a spider on it once. I didn't want to touch it, so I just left it out here, and the whole thing of spiders is just crawling Ew. over. And it, But it's it so fire. funny. I would literally just light it on fire. Mm-hmm. But, um, just a recommendation. Oh, speaking of series, we're totally taking a detour, but, you know, no apologies on this podcast. The Jake Paul series. I am so I'm excited. so excited. I, okay, I'm a, everybody on Twitter is so freaking mad about it because they're like, I hate Jake Paul. I would never watch it. I'm like, you probably watch serial killer documentaries and you love them. I mean, not the person, but you love the doc- documentary. I don't like Jake Paul as a person, nor mm-hmm. do I watch his content. But that trailer that came out for it, I think it's so much more interesting to watch a character, or not a character, but a person we don't like and what goes on inside their head and mm-hmm. how they do their YouTube videos than a person that we do like. I think that is so much more interesting. I want to know how these people work. Because, like, Jeffrey, the series with him, I already kind of liked Jeffrey Star. I don't, like, love him, but I think it's fun to watch him. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't a fan of Jeffree Star just because I didn't really know anything about him. It wasn't because I hated him or just loved him. And it made me grow a respect for him. Not mm-hmm. saying that I'll probably will for Jake Paul, but you never know. Jake Paul, I don't think I will ever. <laughs> but um, the ending clip of that trailer, I'll link it on the blog if you haven't seen it, you need to. He um, is like, I'm worried that he's going to find out what this is actually mm-hmm. about, that he's going to be mad. Because it's a... It's a, like, eight-part series. I didn't even realize it was that many parts. That's a lot. That's what he said on Twitter or something like that. There's also been hinting that Jojo Siwa will make an appearance. Ew. Ew. <laughs> yeah, but I still want to I'm, I'm interested to know, like, what's, what goes on in her what's business. the connection? Like, she's 15 years old. She dresses pretty young for age, but she still kind of has this business. I want to know what's going on. She's still an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. With no hair. So, for all the people who are judging Shane already saying you're giving in to all the YouTube, like, popular YouTubers, no, Shane wants to know what goes on in these people's heads. I want to know. Mm-hmm. And now so many other YouTubers are, I don't want to say copying because it's not like Shane invented the style of video making, mm-hmm. but they're sort of sparking off from that, like Nikki Damar, Martino, whatever the heck. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. She's doing it with all the beauty guru girls. See, I haven't seen any videos like this, but I want to... I'm. 
it's interesting to see, but people are kind of going that route. And mm-hmm. that's the one thing I hate about YouTube is that one person starts something and then people think they can do the exact same thing yes. and make it their own. And it's not necessarily copying because I think it's, I actually had a professor say this, like you can use someone else's ideas, inspiration, but make it your own. Yeah, don't even, I hate it when people take a video idea and then say, oh, this was inspired by Shane Dawson and then do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't really inspiration, it was copyrighted. Unless it's a tag or challenge, leave it Yeah, alone. which nobody really does anymore. No. Thank God, Kia and JC. Oh my goodness. I went through my YouTube subscriptions and just unsubscribed to all the people I don't watch anymore. And it was kind of refreshing. I need to do that, but a part of me feels like I can't. Because even if I'm not... Because, I mean, I'm subscribed to a lot of people. That doesn't mean I actively watch all of them. Mm -hmm. I feel like one day I'm just going to be like, wow, I wonder how this person's doing. Because sometimes I'll check on someone's channel and I haven't watched them in years just to see, do they still upload? I unsubscribed to... A lot of British YouTubers I don't watch, like Joe Sugg, Casper Lee, Zoella, all of them. I was never subscribed. I was really into them probably in 2014. And then I am subscribed to like most of the, I knew, I wasn't subscribed to all the O2L guys. The one I'm still subscribed to is Ricky Dillon because he's just funny. I met him. I'm so jealous. It was, oh, like whenever I was a freshman in high school. Ooh. I used to love O2O. I met everyone except for Connor. What? Mm-hmm. Connor was my favorite. He wasn't at this event. It was Valentine Hoot. It was in Nashville. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I met Trevor Moran. I met, not even really met Sam and Kian, but this was like a take a pic, leave, take yeah. a pic, leave. I actually got to talk to Ricky and JC and... This was when Ricardo was still in it. So these are the oh my early gosh, days. That was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. This was like 2013. Mm. How, I wonder how old Trevor would have been. He would have been like 13. He was a young Because he, he's like my age. Andrea Russett was there. Didn't meet her, but she did walk right past me. And Caitlin and Christian Beadle. Hmm. Those were the olden days. Oh, yeah. That's how I'm aging myself today. Yeah. Oh. Mm. I, I do not like Connor's videos. I stopped watching a few years ago. I like the aesthetic. But his, oh, it's so boring. It's kind of boring. I, the only videos I watch from him, and, like, he doesn't even really post these anymore. I just rewatch them, are his thrift hauls. Yeah. Because he, he has a good sense of style. I like how this has turned to a YouTube kind of. Confession. Mm-hmm. I want to make a YouTube. No, I must said YouTube video. I want to make a YouTube podcast. Yeah, it would be so fun. Like I think it'd be fun to when the Jake Paul, when the Jake Paul things come out September twenty fifth. Um, we should kind of go over them. We should do reviews over them. That'd be interesting. Should we like do? Should we wait till all of them come out? Because who knows how long it will take for all of them to come out, and then do one big review? Or I don't know. You know, I was on my way over here. I was listening to Coffee with Rachel, mm. favorite podcast of all time. And other than ours, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> they were talking about the Jake Paul thing. And Rachel was like, because in the trailer, they use these uh, like brain scan images. Mm-hmm. She was like, 
I don't think it's, like, appropriate for someone with no psychological background, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Rachel. Oh, my god. I was like, chill. I was like, I love you, girl, but stop. People these days are so oversensitive. I'm like, I think they just used it for emphasis on, like, how his brain works. I don't think he's actually going to, like, psychodiagnose him. And then Chris, Rachel's partner, was like, what did he say? He said something about... I hope Shane doesn't go easy on him. That I agree with. Yeah. Because when Shane interviewed Tana after TanaCon, he coddled her a And lot. it was so ridiculous. I remember, that is probably my least favorite of his series. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of people, I, I hated it when people are like, love the TanaCon series. It was everything. And it was so boring. Yeah. And he just like, like you said, he coddled her. He made her feel as though she, it, she wasn't in the wrong Ugh, it was so disgusting. And I think a lot of that was because he knew her beforehand. Like, he really knew her. Like, they're friends. But Jeffrey, yeah, they'd collabed with each other a few times, but they didn't, like, know each other. That is the one thing that I'm... I feel like Shane is a little biased mm-hmm. at some points because Shane had said progressively... Um, throughout the series, I think you're a good person. I want people to see that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, J- Jeffrey does seem like a good person, but I think Shane should go into all of these. And I think that's what he's going to do with Jake Paul series, go into this series with an op- open mind. Not really not really open mind, but just... People have preconceived yeah, notions about no, both of the Paul yeah. brothers. And the thing about Jake is like, I don't see anything redeemable. Like he just—he honestly just seems like a psychopath. The, I don't know. We're just gonna have to see because I feel like this series is really gonna showcase who he really is. And I honestly, with just just what I got from the trailer, which you can't really trust trailers trailers these days, honestly, because mm-hmm. they're cut to seem a certain way. I feel like that trailer is just confirming he doesn't really have redeemable qualities well this is a teaser trailer and with usually like with movie teaser trailers they don't show the actual i'm playing quotes around plot um they're not showing who a lot of people they're not showing what's actually going to go on i guarantee you i don't know if there's going to be an actual trailer like if there's going to be a second trailer but i guarantee you with that we're going to see more footage and what could actually go on because with this he just showed some of jake paul's actual footage just with, um, like, when Team 10 was still a thing. So it's not a thing anymore? I, I don't know. I honestly mm-hmm. don't know. Okay. But, like, all the people who'd be like, why I quit Team 10? Mm-hmm. And the way they would talk about Jake, I'm like, this dude doesn't seem good all the way there. Yeah, and Shane even, well, Andrew edited all the footage. So I'm guessing Andrew put in. Um, clips of one of the girls. I can't remember her name. I'm very sorry. Like him, kind of abusing her in some way. He was. Is like it Alyssa ir- Violet? I have no idea. I honestly have no idea. There's Alyssa, whatever that new girl's name is, and Tessa Brooks. I'm gonna guess it's either Tessa or Alyssa. Tessa, whichever one he dated. Alyssa. Okay, I'm guessing it's Alyssa because he would like touch her and just like grab her, and he'd be like, "She'd be like, Jake, stop!" and all that stuff. So, he's, you know when you show that, you're not really going to be showing a good side. seems like a creep. Like, people have thoughts on Logan Paul, too, especially after his whole Suicide Forest video thing. But, I mean, even Logan seems like he has even with some self-awareness. Before the whole Suicide Forest thing, 
I I didn't like Logan Paul, but I thought he was the better one if yeah. I had to choose out of the brothers. Even now, I I I can't even like like choose. I don't want to choose. I don't have to choose because I don't like either of them, and Ooh. I don't watch either of them. I just think, just based on observations, I would say he's the more sane sane slash i'm aware of what i'm doing because jake paul just seems Maybe like he now. just acts without thought but then again we don't watch their videos no so we can't really i mean i don't we could watch one of their videos now and just have oh, assumptions God. on them but i am super excited yo i'm tessa brooks keeps playing in my head <laughs> yo i'm tessa brooks you know i got you shook <laughs> oh i hate that i think i'm gonna get a shook tattoo I remember when, like, Shane and Garrett would be so obsessed with Tessa. And <laughs> that was such a weird video I when Tessa and Nick Crompton, like, visited their house. Nick Crompton. I want to know who's part of Team 10 now. I don't they've know had to have, still a thing. <laughs> they've had to go through some major changes. Well, they all live together. Well, in this- the original group from the video, Yom Tessa Brooks got the whole crowd shook, whatever. They're not there anymore. <laughs> mm Maybe Nick Crompton. Nick Crompton. <laughs> England is my city. <laughs> I hate that. And everyone was like, what? What? It's like that Tom Harlock video. He's wearing um, uh, the denim jacket or whatever. And he points out, oh, we're wearing the same thing. He's like, England is my city. And he's like, <laughs> he takes the jacket off. He's like, I'm, I'm changing he's my like, whole outfit. It's okay. Speaking of Tom Harlock, looking good these days. Looking good. Mm-hmm. I used to not be a big fan of his videos, but I mean, I don't watch him regularly, but occasionally I'll go in there and just watch him. I think they're nice. They're very like laid back. I think they're relaxing. I've seen that acupuncture video like four times. I don't. I never liked his vines. I thought they were okay. I I watched a video of him, review. I guess evaluating Jojo Siwa. I, I love that, that name, Jojo Siwa. Siwa. Apparently, her name is her first name starts with Joe, and her middle name starts with Joe, and she just like combined them. Yeah, I know. It's like Joe. Joanne. What's Jojo Siwa's real name? Here's what I found on the web for what is Jojo Siwa's real name. Okay. So nothing. Hold on. Give me give me just a second. She's going to get older, though, and realize... Because she is going to get out of this phase at some point and realize that Jojo is not a good name to have as a The bows. Oh, my God, the bows. The hair. The hairline. I, I do hate how people judge her so quickly because I do think Jojo seems like a good, genuine child teenager person joelle joni see i wouldn't even name my child that jojo joelle i mean joelle's fine right now it's the end of you and me that's only jojo i know i actually listened to one of jojo siwa's songs the other day i can't remember what it's called it was every girl's a super girl it was kind of catchy oh my god it's like every girl's a super girl i just miss dance mom so much i do too have Back to Sierra Burtis. <laughs> well, have you seen Abby Lee Miller, like, these days? She's in the hospital, isn't she? Yeah, she has cancer. But she's she's actually looking good <laughs> for a woman who has cancer. Okay. Yes, she's, queen. She um, posts on Instagram regularly. She seems, she seems to have very high spirits. I'm happy that she has that. Yeah. Not that she has cancer, that she has high spirits. She does. She seems to have it. And then she's kind of hinting that Dance Moms is coming back. 
there, there have been talks of Dance Mom auditions. So mm, not the original cast, but we're getting a revamp. The original cast, they're too, they're too big for that now. Except for they Kelly. They don't need it. Except for Kelly. She's still kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't you dare stick your finger <laughs> Her kids... They're not relevant. They're not in the spotlight. Paige is really beautiful. She's a beautiful... She could be a model, but, like, they're just going to college and, like, being regular kids. Like, nobody cares about We say that as if it's a bad thing. (laughs) I mean, it's not a bad thing, but nobody cares about them. Yeah, they they stepped out of that show spotlight very quickly. Which, I mean, maybe that's good for them. Kudos to them. Maybe that was the right choice for them. Because they're obviously not trying to be famous, so maybe that's just not what they want to do. Not a big fan of... uh, the Ziggler girls, that's just my opinion. Have you seen Kendall? Not lately. Go on her Instagram. That girl has got, like... And Mackenzie. Mackenzie's she like, is such a trap queen. That's all I'm going to say. I mean... Kendall. Kalani is really beautiful. They're all beautiful. What am I saying? They're all beautiful. Mm-hmm. Kalani is almost 18, which is kind of hard to believe. <laughs> I tried to type in Kendall K and it brought up Kendall K, like the guy that's Kendall. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know what this podcast is turning into. We could have made this an entire different podcast. I think it's funny though, I'm not mad. Yeah. Um, Kendall Pertez. Pertez. Kendall K, her mom, Jill would call Kendall? it Kendall. I can't pronounce like Jill. <laughs> Kendall K. Kendall, oh. when, I remember she was crying in the bathroom one time and Jill is knocking on the door. She's like, Kendall K, can I come in? <laughs> She looks like <laughs> she looks like she sells spit tea. <laughs> like, look at that! Oh, these girls are a little too mature for their age. What? Look at her slip. Mm. She's got some abs. Look at that. Okay, Queen. <laughs> I see with that ab master. They never. They don't do dance anymore, which is kind of sad. I just think that um, Maddie's a little too big for her britches. And uh, Kinsey? You need to look on Mackenzie's Instagram. She's a little... Because um, they... Okay, I follow them on Instagram, and they're all in, like, Mexico or whatever. Um, it's... Just look at the... She's very... She's... I think too grown. For she's, her. like, yeah. 14, 13, Did 14. Did you see her music video with that guy? Which one? I don't remember what it was called. But I watched Is it, it? Johnny Orlando? <laughs> We're like obsessed with these teenagers. <laughs> I love like crying. How so funny it is. Um, Nia, she's probably, you know, being studious and doing her thing. Nia is in uh, the some soap opera. Okay, Nia. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, nobody really cares about Chloe. Okay, why do they look oh my god. Why does she look like she She looks like her dad. Ah! She looks like her dad. Her dad? Yeah. Like you, you ever seen her dad? From on, the first season? Yeah. I mean, it's been a while. But I think he looks like looks the like typical dad. dad. Like she has his face. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh my gosh, I never saw that. She's. I think she wants to be twenty three. Here's the thing. I know a lot of people are gonna be like, you shouldn't be like thinking these kids are inappropriate because that just means you have dirty minds. No, that just means they are. I never just like this at 13. I'm not sexualizing someone who's like no, however old she is, but it's just like, I'm and just saying I'm 20 and we and I don't dress like that. Yeah, and I think all these kids just think that they have these opportunities to just skip and t- like 
five years of age. Mm-hmm. It's like, take the time. Everyone's trying to grow up really fast. But, like, do we... But then people make the argument that JoJo is really taking her time. Her, I think she's too immature. Like, the bows, I think because that is her initial branding. Like, that's what you associate JoJo with mm-hmm. the bobo. People think that's just a big brand Like, she thing. can't take that off because that's her brand. But everybody wants to see... Even though her hairline is suffering. I don't like to judge her because JoJo does seem like a sweet girl. But, look, when I was a kid, my parents were... My mom mostly was, like, afraid that, it, like, in elementary school, I would get ticks in my... Or fleas in my hair. Or, like, lice or whatever. Because people would spread it around. So she would, like, put my hair up every single day. And, girl, my hairline receded. <laughs> And then eventually I just let it down. I remember I would go to school and just take my tight ponytail out. And it would, you know how when you have a tight ponytail, it just kind of like stays there. (laughs) That's what my hair would look like at school. I just needed to breathe. When I was growing up, I had um, braids. Not like cornrows, but like Mm -hmm. I did have cornrows once. But like those handlebar braids, (laughs) that's the only way I know how to describe them. Plats, if you will. Mm Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about a permanent middle part in my hair? She's probably still there. Oh. And then in high school, I was like, I wear heavy every day. So we're sitting here. <laughs> um, I wear, I'm wearing a ponytail right now, but it's very loose. I, I can't wear tight ponytails or it's going to, like, kill my head. It gives me headaches. Yeah. As a girl who has a migraines, I can't deal with that. As a girl who's sensitive. <laughs> As a sensitive queen. As a gluten-free goddess, I can't. I could talk about Dance Moms all day. Yeah. We should do a Dance Moms podcast. A dance Moms. Live on the it dance goes floor. down in the DMs. Dance <laughs> uh, Living on, on the, the dance floor. floor. My world is with my girls. Living on the dance floor. <laughs> I miss those days. The amount of hours I put into <laughs> Dance Moms. I, the first time I started watching a show, I think I was like 12. When I first started watching it, probably season two. Ugh. Takes me back. I just miss those days. Yeah, Abby would be rude to the little girls. But then you start watching it when they're like teenagers and they're still crying. Like, can y'all throw up, please? Especially Kendall. <gasps> Kendall? Kalani's. I remember she cried once. And it's because she felt really bad that her mom just went off on everybody and she just started crying and we all felt for Kalani. Everyone loved Kalani, and I think she's a really pretty, good dancer. Didn't care about her personality-wise. Mm-mm. I feel like she always came across as bossy. She was my favorite dancer. Just, mm, I don't know. I remember when the Maddie-Chloe feud went, was still going, I was always Team Chloe. But now looking back at it, it's like, I liked Chloe's facial expressions because Maddie was a little over the but top that, for me. Like, the Maddie face. <laughs> and then I always felt bad for Mackenzie, because it's just like you're permanently in your sister's shadow. She remember when she beat Maddie one time, and Maddie was so pissed. I want to organize. I want to organize. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like Chloe. Get back here, or I'll take your phone. And then Mackenzie's like laughing, coming out. And the other one, she's like, it's like I'm not mad, Mom. I'm happy for her. Oh, like I'm like Jesus no, Christ. Remember that was when Chloe won the scholarship to the, the Joffrey, Joffrey Ballet School. And, no. <laughs> What's wrong with me? It's 57 minutes. When Melissa's yelling at Maddie 
Kelly is just like she doesn't have any facial expression. She's just like sewing the little headband, oh and she's my just God. and Mackenzie's like, <laughs> who's your favorite mom, Christy? Christy, definitely Christy and Christy, honestly, Christy. Um, yeah, Christy, Christy, Abby, what is this? And she's like, Abby. <laughs> I'm accepting that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and I I love my Sarah, name. Sarah, I can't let you go in the poor <laughs> Sarah. That child, poor Sarah. Her, she's like another classic case of my bun is too tight because it just looks like her eyebrows are gonna fall off. Oh, and Maddie's hair. Does nobody want to talk about Maddie's hairline when she was a kid? That hairline was receding. I mean. Those buns. Ballet buns, baby. Those season four buns. Speaking of buns. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to do a Dance Moms podcast. Speaking of buns, we never returned back to um, that controversy from earlier with it. So we're just going to sandwich it in right here. <laughs> what a segue. Um, I don't even remember, to be honest. I want to keep talking about Dance Moms. <laughs> People... <laughs> <laughs> I think being in college is just making me an idiot. But people were getting really salty, salty on Sierra Burgess because they're like transphobic comments, hermaphrodite comments, um, it was LGBTQ the, comments. So basically, the bullying was calling like um, maybe you can write about your trans experience. Yeah, and thing is, people get so offended, but it's the bully saying yeah, it. Yeah, you have to keep in mind, like it's not the actress saying it, and. Like, a lot of people are mad because it's not, quote-unquote, politically correct. But, like, you have to realize there are people out there who do think that way. Not that I'm justifying it, because I'm one of those people that's out here like, everyone be who you are inside, acceptance. That's a great slogan Mm -hmm. for LGBTQ. Everything. Everyone be who you are inside. Yeah. Acceptance. Acceptance I'm just going to get a banner. Everyone be who you are inside. That's going to be the... If we ever do... Like YouTube videos for podcasts, that's gonna be the background. <laughs> it's gonna be the channel, like header. Yeah. But um, yeah, people were mad, and I'm like, well, it's the bully saying it. Those lines are delivered through the bully's voice, so it makes mm-hmm. sense. It's not the main character the, that's saying it as a joke. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just like burped. That's really disgusting. And like, people were mad about her pretending to be deaf. And I'm like, it's for comedic effect. I'm not deaf, so I feel like I can't really deliver, like, get mad. But people thought it was ableist language. But I mean, there's probably deaf people out there who just found who found it funny because it's mm-hmm. it's a person who obviously looks stupid because they don't know sign language. It's always the people who don't experience any of that that get the most triggered. It's very odd. Yeah. I don't know. Because it's almost as like they, they need to point it out to look like I'm a supporter. I'm an athlete. Like, chill. Especially with the LGBT thing. Like, people think in the movie a lot of times Sierra is, like, regarded as, oh, like, she's a lesbian. And she's like, why does everyone think I'm a lesbian? I'm not. People are like, what's wrong with being a lesbian, huh? I'm like, there's nothing wrong with it. She's not saying there's anything wrong with it. She's just not identifying in that way. So she's like, please don't call me a lesbian because I'm not a lesbian. Thanks. Goodbye. <laughs> See ya. Thank you. See ya. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Stop labeling people. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Well, should we take a quizzy wizzy? It's definitely quiz time at an hour and one minute. Sorry, we really got off track. Yeah. But you know what? That's what goes on here at the Courage and Doll Podcast. I'm not even mad. This week's quizzy wizzy goes out to all the sunflower girls out there. 
We're going to learn what flower are we, or are you, or whatever, from flowermag.com. Oh, wow. <laughs> we are flower queens. Mm-hmm. We subscribe to Flower Magazine because we need that um, those arrangements. Yeah. Edible arrangements. It's Eat those petals. <laughs> I always wanted one of those edible arrangements. I never that, wanted that rotty fruit sitting in my house. It looks so good, though. You have to eat it, like, right then, though. I will. Except for the pineapple. I'm not a pineapple person. Uh, I am a pineapple person. Okay. The famous person who pers- personifies the qualities I look for most in a partner. Personifies? You know what? I tried. <laughs> Bill Gates slash Oprah. Oprah with a what? What was that, Taylor? Bill Gates or my sweetie baby Oprah. <laughs> An entrepreneurial spirit makes my heart race. And a hefty bank account doesn't hurt if that ain't me. <laughs> George Clooney slash Jennifer Lawrence. Good looks with a sense of humor? Yes, please. Roger. I don't. And Kate Middleton. <laughs> Just a guy named Roger. Consistency, grace, and strength always wins my heart. John Stewart slash Lupita Nyong'o. No doubt, these two smarts. These two have smarts to spare. <laughs> so, hmm. I know my pick. Is it going to be the Oprah one? Is that no. yours? Oh, okay. I think I'm going to go with George Clooney slash Jennifer Lawrence. Me too. Yes. Humor is where it's at for me. Mm-hmm. That's that's the number one thing I need. I love just don't humor. be offensive. Like money's nice, but humor just yeah. gets me going. The crayon I pull out of the box first. Red from my lipstick to the soles of my Louboutin shoes. I wish these is red bottoms. These is bloody shoes. <laughs> not that's not me. I'm drawn to things that are classic with a bit of an edge. Yellow, a sunny shade, always brightens my mood, my rooms, and my wardrobes. Blue. I like peace and calm and being a true blue friend. Green, earthy sages, citrusy lime, and a preppy palette keep me feeling as cool as a cucumber. I'm going with yellow. I'm a yellow type of gal. I need that sunny shade to light up my life. I think I'm more of... I think I'm more of a, a green. Ooh. You know, color of I, kale, I, color I, of the grass. <gasps> I love a day when I can. Check off every last box of my lengthy to-do list relatable. Spend hours prepping the flowers and menu for my best friend's birthday soiree. Can't relate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take a long walk in the woods and indulge in a deep conversation with my significant other, Edward Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> Lounge on the sofa with the dogs and have a downtown Abbey marathon. Downton, not downtown, sorry. Just going to downtown Abbey. A downtown Abbey. Um, I mean, I don't really do, like, any of these, but... <laughs> the first one I can relate to. When I make a to-do yeah. list, I want to be able to get all of it done. Yeah, that's... that Because, you know... It makes me feel accomplished. It does. And productive. I feel as though... Even when I um, start something before noon, <laughs> that's when I feel like I've got my priority mm-hmm. straight. I'm going to pr- check that one. The book on my shelf I reach for again and again. Who has time for books? I'm catching up on the news and Facebook via my smartphone. How old is this quiz? This is for someone who's 42. It is Flower Magazine. (laughs) Anything by David Sedaris. There's nothing better than a good laugh-out-loud page-turner. He's the one that does I Talk Pretty. Oh, okay. Or Me Talk Pretty or whatever. Mm -hmm. Pride and Prejudice. I root for Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth Bennet every time. Any of C.S. Lewis's books. I love theology. I don't know. I'd probably pick the David Sedaris. 
Yeah, like, I personally would love me a Harry Potter series. But, you know, that's not an option. I think I'd pick Twilight. Well, one of my biggest strengths is my ability to... Defend and win an argument. Perry Mason, watch out. Who's Perry Mason? Perry Mason, the court judge man. Sorry. My (laughs) grandma just shrieked. (laughs) Um, Make others laugh and feel comfortable. The Tonight Show could be my next gig. Help others through their problems. The world always needs another Dear Abby. Solve problems and make things run more efficiently in the future. I'm the Martha Stewart in the house and my office. Do you really want to be the Martha Stewart in the... (laughs) I'm the Martha Stewart in my jail cell. Yeah. I want... I, I remember last year, I don't know why, I was talking to my mom and said, you know, there's never been, like, a female host for The Tonight Show. And I kind of would be the first one. Mm, I think for me it would be between the make others laugh and feel comfortable and the help others through the problems. Yeah, I do. I think I'd pick the Dear Abby. Hmm. Like, I want to do an advice episode of the podcast. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Jamie Fallon better watch out because I'm coming for him. Jamie. So funny. At a party, I am typically the arranger. I'm never in my element more than when I'm the hostess. Wise. The centerpiece. I'm always the life of the party. Oh, always. Blooming where I'm planted, sticking close to a small circle of friends. A wallflower. I'm watching the clock for the first chance. I feel like that's so me. Same. (laughs) That's see, we are the timekeepers. I wouldn't be at the party. (laughs) Like that's the tea. Honestly, I am probably the wallflower. If I was at a party, I would probably be blooming where I'm planted, sticking close to a small circle of friends. Yeah. I am experiencing the perks of being a wallflower. Wow. As best friends describe, my best friends describe me as. Ambitious. I'm always determined to climb to the top rung of the corporate ladder, head up to the PTA, or run the charity bazaar. Nothing stands in my way. Yeah, when I, right after I pick up my kids, I'm running to that PTA. <laughs> Loyal. I'm the first call after a breakup or when a friend needs some sound advice. Funny. I'm always good for a laugh and a night on the town. Smart. I can solve a problem like nobody's business or answer the tricky trivia question as a phone a friend. I don't like these questions because I can't answer them. So I feel like we should do each other's. Okay. <laughs> Which mm, I'm reading my choices again because I don't remember what I just said. I'm going to put Katie as ambitious. What? Yeah. I don't think I ever could, but thanks. It's a queen. She's out here trying to like write scripts to movies, but also be an English major. Ooh. I'm going to pitch you as funny. I'm always good for a laugh and a night on the town. Wow, shook. The natural element I identify with most. Fire. I have a passion for life and on occasion a red-hot temper. Air. I can go with the flow, but I'm strong when it warrants. Water. I keep my cool under pressure, but I'm not afraid to make waves. Earth. I'm steadfast and love to nurture. Just call me Mother Nature. Is is it Gemini's air? I don't know. I don't think I identify. I don't think I'm a very Gemini person. Maybe I am. I just have two personalities. I'm a water sign. Hmm. I don't really know because I feel like sometimes I do have a really bad temper. Same. I don't think, like, I'm very cool under pressure. I used to be really good under pressure and then, like, the adult life started hitting me and it's not doing me too good. I think I, mm, I'm definitely not a go-with-the-flow kind of person. Me neither. I, I like to say that I am, but I'm not. But the thing about fire, I don't identify with that I have a passion for life. <sighs> I'd like to say I love to nurture. Mm. I'm not motherly. I'm going to go water. 
Because I'm going to have to work, keep it cool under pressure when I have to write this story that's due at midnight. So. I, I don't know. Seven hours? To I, I think I am water. I just, I pretend like I'm good under pressure. Last question. A quote which sums up my outlook on life. Winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Vince Lombardi. Say yes and you'll figure it out afterwards. Tina Fey. Be pretty if you can. Be witty if you must. But be gracious if it kills you. Elsie DeWolf. The measure of intelligence is the ability to change. Albert Einstein. I do not associate with the Tina Fey one. I don't say yes and then figure out afterwards. I have to figure it out first and then say yes. That, see, that's someone I was going to pick with I, say yes and you'll figure it out afterwards. Uh, I, I don't really associate with any of these. Let's say... I'm going to say... Be pretty if you can, be witty if you must, but be gracious if it kills you. You know what? I'm a gracious person. I just think that you'll figure it out after because I dropped my glass Ooh. and was like, you know what? I'll figure it out after. I'll take it in the spring. I'll take it in the summer. Like, mm. we'll make it happen. So what'd you get? You are a sunflower. Wow. In so the typical. language of flowers, the sunflower is synonymous with devotion because the blossoms of this mammoth flower's Follow the path of the sun across the sky. In a similar manner, you are known for your loyalty and steadiness. You value meaningful relationships, wisdom, and always seek to become the best possible version of yourself. Your friends can count on you for insight and guidance, and you enjoy sharing insight as much as you do acquiring it. An idealist and a romantic, everything you do speaks to your devotion to living a good life and helping others do the same. I related to that. Mm. that I, yeah, that was hard. I got a tulip. <gasps> That's my favorite flower! At one time, the frenzied demand for these bright, happy bulbs made the tulip one of the most expensive flowers in the market in Holland and Turkey. Just a little backstory if you needed that. While, tu- while tulips have become more affordable in the modern age, tulips represent with fame and yellow bulbs are often called smiles of sunshine. You share the limelight with the tulip as a popular individual who can light up your surroundings and make even strangers feel perfectly at ease. You're an expressive, charismatic type of person who is adept at making others feel comfortable and special, and your charm is often deeply influencing to others, whether you are aware of it or, or not. Often artistic and active, your expressive nature and youthful energy ensure your presence is never forgotten. What a positive way to end this week's podcast. Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like all of my, whenever we do quizzes with our personalities, I get the popular one, but I'm not that type of person. I don't like being center of attention or anything like that. Maybe you're popular to other people. T. The three people that I know. <laughs> T. T. This was a good podcast. Mm-hmm. I think you should follow us at Cars and Doll on Twitter. And uh, be sure to check out our blog, couragedollpodcast.wordpress.com. Yeah, it's like 20 podcasts in, we still don't get the, the, that right. And honestly, those gifts, those gifts are great. Yeah, and we have this new idea for a podcast next week, which you probably would want to check out. Mm-hmm. It might have something to do with Netflix. Just maybe. Just maybe. If we can make it work. Yeah. If not, it could be something else entirely. <laughs> no promises. Well, subscribe. Leave a review, please. 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 Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.